Blog Talk Radio. As you walk out in front of the building on Coney Island and the U and the N of the Fun Society sign have fallen off, and she goes, you got to be kidding me. Oh, hi, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. Nats Nightly is sponsored by Federal Baseball. I've also got Dave Nichols on the line from Federal Baseball after the Nationals' 12-10 loss out there in ridiculous Coors Field. Dave, I'll set you up for the rant. I'm sure it's coming. Steven Strasburg, 2-3 and three in his last five starts, including his first loss of the season. Uh, 5-2-8 ERA, 248, 2 4-60 line against, and 29 innings pitched over that stretch. 15 hits, 10 earned runs, and 10 inning pitch, and back-to-back losses in his last two starts. Hadn't lost three straight since May of 2014, but that's over with now. 33 pitches, six hits into the first with one out. He's down 7 seven nothing to the Rockies. He was up in the zone. He was hit hard repeatedly. Didn't seem to be able to adjust. I don't know how you adjust. He stated previously this season that you don't change what you're doing based on geography, but uh, had to try something and didn't seem to be able to do it today. 42 pitch first, uh, 11 pitch walk and a triple in the second. It's eight to two, nine to two, when he fails to cover first base on a grounder that bounces off Daniel Murphy's glove. Done at that point, just a brutal outing for him. One and two thirds total, uh, nine hits, three walks, nine earned runs, three strikeouts. In one and two thirds innings, he managed to throw 71 pitches, 46 of them for strikes. Uh, starting to see a few people on, on the Twitter worrying about Strasburg and in the comments section wondering what's going on with him. This is three rough starts in a row. Dusty Baker said beforehand he hoped he'd bounce back, but did not bounce back in Coors Field today. No, Coors Field is probably the worst place in the league to try to bounce back, and uh, Strasburg obviously didn't. I mean, it was simply the worst start of his professional career. Um, the thing is um, – you know, Steven Strasburg is one of the best pitchers in the league uh, with regards to command and control. Command, uh, uh, simply, or control simply being able to throw strikes and command, uh, being able to throw them where you want them. Uh, today, he had neither. Uh, he, he just had no – he didn't have control. He walked free in an inning and two-thirds. He was, as they say, literally all over the place. Um, when that fastball command disappears – uh, especially, you know, at a place like Coors Field, um, you're in a world of hurt because then you have to throw the ball over the strike, right over the strike zone, and, and, and the Rockies were able to slap it anywhere they wanted to today. Um, you can get away with uh, uh, not having your, your fine pinpoint command um, at sea level. Uh, sometimes you can anyway. Uh, you know, you can make up with stuff, you know, uh, breaking balls, uh, movement, that type of thing. Um, and, and, and there have been occasions where, uh, you know, the, the Strasburg's command hasn't been exactly what he wanted, and he's gotten away with it just because the stuff is that said, well, in Coors Field, that doesn't fly. Uh, we saw that his changeup didn't move anywhere near as much as it normally did. He completely abandoned his curveball, um, and that left him to throw uh, fastballs over the center of the plate when, and, when he could, um, and, and the Rockies just simply counted him. I mean, even, even the, uh, uh, the opposing pitcher, John Gray, uh, really smacked it hard, uh, lining a, a, a double to the, to the right center gap. So uh, just anything that Strasburg did today uh, was getting hammered. And when he wasn't getting hammered, uh, he was walking people, which made it that much worse. So, uh, yeah, this was, you know, you, you look at, 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 the, at the game logs, and, and you can see he's in a little bit of a rough stretch. But um, this one, 
you know, at this point, you got to throw it away. There's nothing you can take from it. Just simply the worst start of his professional career, and and, and you hope that that he gets back to sea sea level next time out in Ironside Valley. With the three starts they got, uh, Max Scherzer struggled on a Friday night. Gio Gonzalez wasn't much better. Uh, Steven Strasburg out after an inning and two-thirds is the worst possible way to start a stretch of 20 straight games. Uh, you just completely taxed your bullpen. They had to bring up Coda Glover today to give him a little bit of insurance. He went out and had a decent outing today. But uh, you starts like this, just three in a row, just it doesn't happen very often. We've watched this whole season. You haven't seen anything like this. Uh, they've had some bad stretches, but just uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. I just um, willing to write it off to Coors Field at this point and just say that it's the ridiculousness of this ballpark and trying to play at that altitude because just three starts in a row where they just didn't get anything out of their starting pitchers who've been pretty uh, so far this season have been able to go out there and put together decent starts most of the year. Consistent yeah, is the I word mean, I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. I mean, we saw on multiple occasions over this series where uh, ground balls that got through that would be singles and any other park turned into doubles and even triples. Um, that's not to mention, you know, the ball, you know, routine fly balls turning into home runs. We saw it, um, especially Friday night, we saw it um, on a couple of occasions on balls hit to right field. Um, it's, just, it's a joke trying to play the play baseball at a mile above sea level, and it's the reasons why the, why the Rockies will never really be truly competitive in Major League Baseball again. I mean, baseball, when, when during the steroid era, era when, uh, uh, when the Rockies could employ – uh, batters that could hit home runs at, at sea level, in addition to um, course field, you know they they could be competitive. They were they were never going to win the World Series, but they had bouts of when bouts of occasions, um, you know, with Dante Bichette and Todd Helton and those guys, where they were competitive simply because um, everybody was in that era. But now with with so much more emphasis on pitching, um, road scoring down because of the amphetamines testing, um, the Rockies are simply. Uh, a product of their ball, they do win in course field. We went through it in the show on Friday night. How they've got all these guys uh, at the tops of the batting averages of home, you know, home batting averages. But on the road, they turn into banjo hitters. And that's exactly uh, what happens there at course field. Is that outfielders have to play so far back that, that players and blue fall in and for singles. Um, and, and there's nothing that outfielders can do about it. You simply try to, to limit that type of damage and make sure that. People are only hitting one and two run home runs as opposed to three run home runs all the time. It's just an absolute joke, and the Rockies will never be a competitive team in Major League Baseball uh, simply because of where they play. I'm just pulling up a Strasburg quote here from uh, Chelsea James after the game. I just want to see what he has to say more than anything else. But <laughs> we'll share what he has to say in a moment once my phone agrees with me. Uh, felt pretty good coming out of my hand. I feel like they hit some good pitches, just didn't have it today. I think that pretty well sums it up. He also notes that it asked if the Nationals need to make a move to get an extra bullpen, bullpen arm uh, in Atlanta tomorrow. Dusty Baker said, we'll tell you tomorrow. He was adamant that he has no health concerns about Strasburg. If I had concerns, he wouldn't be throwing 94-95. So hopefully looking at the <laughs> radar gun and what he did on the mound, not the results will convince other people just calm down and maybe this is just a bad run after an extremely good run where he went unbeaten for seven starts. The ERA does jump from 307 to 359 after the game today, which is a 
brutal uh, jump in your season ERA, but it wasn't just Strasburg. Uh, you mentioned John Gray, the 2013 first-round pick, number three overall by the Rockies. I'm sure he was thrilled to get drafted by Colorado. Eight and six with a 4.55 ERA, uh, 239, 314, 397 line against, and 122 and two-thirds on the year. Uh, coming off back-to-back losses as well as Strasburg, uh, 16 hits, 15 runs, 14 earned, and eight innings pitch in that last two, which is just a brutal stretch. Uh, Harper singles scores on a Rendon double, seven to one in the second, seven to two on an RBI single by uh, Brian Goodwin, who had a decent game at the plate. Uh, 32 pitch second, uh, Matt had two in the fourth, nine to four at that point. He throws 96 pitches in four innings pitch, just. I, I feel bad for these guys. This is like judging AL uh, ERAs when I try to figure out how good other pitchers are because you just can't judge a pitcher by his numbers in Coors Field because they're all just completely elevated. I mean, four six nine ERA on the year for him if he gives up four today. It's just hard to judge how good these pitchers are, and hopefully when they get out of Colorado, you get a better feel for some of these guys. Yeah, and, and you never know because – they get to Colorado and they have to completely change what they do. If if they weren't a sinker ball sinker ball pitcher to begin with, they have to change change them into sinker ball pitchers. And and if that's not what they what got them drafted in the first place, then why the hell do you draft a pitcher in the first round if he's not a sinker ball pitcher? You know that's just a, it, it's the confounding joke uh, about playing playing baseball at, at, at those elevations. Um, you know a, a pitcher like Matt Belisle, who pitched for the Rockies for six years and relies exclusively on a sinker, that's the type of pitcher that they just have to keep drafting and keep trying to cultivate. Because it makes no sense to draft a pitcher, you know, who's a curveball specialist or a, or a slider specialist, because they just it, it's not effective, and, and it ends up ruining what, what promising career they could have if they got drafted at, a, at, at you know, by a team at, at sea level. Um, it's just a, a, a perpetuating joke. It's nice to have... Uh, Major League Baseball is in a market of that size, but uh, but geographically it's just never going to work, and it's going and it's going to ruin uh, the careers of, of it already has ruined careers and going to continue ruining pitching careers um, just because they can't have any success there. Doghouse isn't here, so I can't taunt him with the worst OBP KMA update for the day. But he takes a one-out walk in the third, 45-game on-base streak is continued. Uh, he came into the game with 41 hits, now has 32 walks uh, over the course of the streak after that walk. I think he got a hit afterwards anyway. But 308, 384, 688 line on the course, over the course of his streak coming into today's game. He extends it to 45 one short of the franchise record. Uh, moving on from that, however, the Nationals did not give up, at least in this game. If you're looking for positives, after they're down early, they rallied and ended up losing by two runs and what ended up being a close game, which even more evidence this park is ridiculous. Uh, Christian Berg went on for the Rockies in the fifth. Leadoff walk to Murphy, always a big mistake in front of Bryce Harper, who seems to be heating up. Two-run home run on a 2-2 fastball. He absolutely crushes. Nine to six at that point. Harper's 21st. Apparently, it's the longest home run hit by a national this season. Uh, I saw 481 from ESPN, uh, 461 from just about everyone else, but absolute bomb by Harper there. And uh, SP Santangelo noted a few times on the broadcast that he seemed to be still messing with his neck a little bit and stretching it out after a few big swings and misses. But uh, he absolutely had the power when he connected on that one and crushed that ball. Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think the power's ever been. Um, you know, a, a question. I mean, obviously, 
uh, when your neck and, and even though it's not a shoulder injury, your shoulders are bothering you, um, you know, that, that, that can lead to, to weaker contact. Uh, but when he gets a hold of one, he's still going to get a hold of it. I mean, he's still a, a physically impressive guy. And uh, just the backspin that he generates on uh, on balls when he gets a hold of them is uh, just continues to be impressive. I mean, this is still a young man, uh, you know, in the beginning stages of his career. And I think a lot of people forget that since he's been in the majors for so long that he's still uh, such a young guy. But, um, you know, the, the, the more positive things you see out of Bryce Harper – the, the better. I mean, this is a guy that is going to be crucially important to this team in October, and the, the better he is, uh, the quicker the quicker he gets better, uh, the better it is for everybody. And um, you know, and just uh, once again, I keep beating a dead horse, but uh, it's a joke that this game ever even got into a, a safe situation for Colorado because they put up nine runs in the first two innings, and um, you know, 98 percent win percentage at that point, uh, just you know, they're good for the Nats to keep swinging the bat. They had no other recourse uh, but to continue swinging the bat. Uh, but just silly that, that it ended up being a close game at the end anyway. Yes, beating a horse that, if not dead, is in mortal danger of expiring. <laughs> Oliver Perez, though, I don't know what to make of oh. Ollie at this point. He got off to a good start this year. I guess that's your take on him. But. Uh, a home run, a walk, a hit by pitch, and the first three batters in the Rockies' fifth. Uh, the Nationals had climbed within nine to six. All of a sudden, they were down twelve to six. There, another rough outing for him. Dusty Baker talked about it before the game. Said him and Mike Maddox are working on stuff. Uh, with Sammy Solis going on the DL uh, today with left shoulder inflammation. Um, Felipe Rivera out in Pittsburgh dominating now. They have one lefty left in the pen, and unfortunately right now it's Oliver Perez who can't seem to get anyone out and is struggling on the mound. No, it's just a, it's a confluence of, of bad things happening with, with Solis going down and, um, you know, the, the starters the last three nights all going short. Um, you know, I, I wonder if the things that they're working on with Oliver Perez is giving him an anti-age serum because that's what's wrong with him. <laughs> I mean, he's 90 years old. Uh he he had a couple of weeks of of um, of, of, of um, goodness early in the season, but I mean for the last six eight weeks he's just he's been you know serving up you know batting practice to these guys and the the home run pitch were to left-handed hitters, um, including the backup catcher for God's sake. I mean these are guys that that a major league quality left-handed reliever has to just absolutely has to get out, and Perez is incapable of that. Um, right now, and you know, at his age, you have to consider maybe forevermore. He's just he is simply not getting the job done. Uh, and the Nats really, I won't say dropped the ball because they, they did some, you know, they, they got Melanson at the, the trade deadline. But um, but a guy like Boone, Boone Logan today for the Rockies, uh, who's been a very good left handed pitcher for a very long time on a team that isn't going to come within sniffing distance of 500, he could have been had for. You know, you know who knows what kind of a low-level prospect he could have been had for. Uh, those are the type of the guys, not Andrew Miller, that the Nats should have been targeting during the trade deadline and just uh, either weren't able to or didn't try to to acquire. Uh, they really could use another left-handed arm in the pen right now. Um, it's just, it sucks to see uh, Solis go on the on the DL and with his shoulders trouble. Um, you know, you certainly don't want to try to rush him back. Um, anything like that. Uh, he's, he looks like he's going to be the real deal in this bullpen, and you don't want to risk anything 
Um, certainly the Nats have a history of playing guys uh, hurt through pennant races. You hope that doesn't happen with some other uh, good young pitchers. I, I kind of think Oliver Perez, if he's strictly in a loogie role, could be a valuable piece going down the stretch. But the way they're using him right now, I, I don't think he can stay in there for multiple batters and over uh, an inning and try to get as much as they can out of him. I, I think he could be valuable going forward, but don't like the way he's being used right now, though they really don't have a choice with the way things are going for the bullpen. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, uh, like I said, with, with Solis going down, uh, just it was a confluence of bad things. Uh, they tried to get more out of him than they should or could. Um, and obviously today it came back to bite them, much like it did the other night. Yeah. Uh, and that's add to uh, Trey Turner doubles, scores on a sack fly. Pedro Severino hits a 2-0 fastball from Matt Carasidi out for his first major league home run, 12-8. to Turner triples and scores in the eighth, 12 to nine. Heisey homers in the ninth, 12 to ten. That's as close as they got. Nice days from Turner, two for four. Harper, two for four. Rendon, two for five. Goodwin, two for three. But they end up losing 12 to ten final. Drop two or three with the Rockies. Four with the Braves coming up. Uh, the Braves have pretty much given away everyone but Freddie Freeman at this point. Uh, anything less than three or four out in here going to be a disappointment for you. Yeah, um, it's going to be fun to watch their their new rookie uh, shortstop Ken B. Swanson that they called awesome. up. And um, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fun to watch. But yeah, the Nats really need to take three out of four from the from the woeful Braves, even if it is um, down there. But uh, um, you know, once again, anytime the, the Nats are facing Freddie Freeman, you never know what's going to happen. But um, they really need to bounce back uh, hard after after losing two out of three to the Rockies like this. And although Lopez earned himself another start, Nats get another look at Rob Whalen after uh, scoring six runs on six hits in five innings in Nationals Park last weekend, 70 and 49 on the year after the loss tonight. Uh, four with the Braves coming up, as I mentioned. Nats nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Back to baseball at a reasonable elevation and hour the next four days. So I'll talk to you after those games. Sounds good. Doghouse says, go Nats. And I'm not ahead of us far.